0: Welcome to A Jolt of Joy on the Charisma Podcast Network. You know, greatness isn't found in demands and education and status and wealth. It's not found in the type of house you live in or how many stamps are in your passport. Great people are always givers. Giving will always position a person to make a difference at their moment in history. It's not what you get that makes you great. It's what you give that makes you great. It's not what you hoard that makes you great. It's what you share that makes you great. Giving gets God's attention. God will always take care of givers. So are you ready to give to the kingdom of God today? This is Carol McLeod, and as always, it's my delight and honor to open the Word of God with you. You can live a great life when you're a giver. When you give into the kingdom of God, it positions you to make a difference at this time in history. We're going to study another woman in scripture who defines what it means to live a truly great life. She knew that greatness wasn't found in demanding greatness or in roaring or in pretense. This woman was great, not because she had an Ivy League education, because her face was on the cover of Jerusalem today, or because she owned an empire, or because she was on Good Morning Israel. It was because she bound herself to Jesus in heartfelt and lavish giving. Mark chapter 14, verse 3. While Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon the leper and reclining at the table, there came a woman with an alabaster vial, a very costly perfume of pure nard, and she broke the vial and poured it over his head. We believe from John's gospel that this was Mary, the sister of Martha and Lazarus, the same Mary who loved being at Jesus' feet and this particular day, she took an alabaster jar. It was a beautiful and expensive vase. It had a long, slender neck. It was a rare family treasure, probably passed down from mother to daughter to mother, to daughter. It was filled with pure nard, a fragrant ointment or perfume that had been imported from the mountains of India, probably carried over the mountains by elephants. This scripture tells us that it was pure or genuine nard. It had not been watered down and it was extremely costly. The amount in the jar was probably worth about an entire year's wages. And this woman in this scripture broke this precious jar and poured the costly ointment over the head of Jesus. Mark 14, verses 4 and 5 but some were indignantly remarking to one another, why has this perfume been wasted? For this perfume might've been sold for over 300 denarii and the money given to the poor, and they were scolding her. This was only about two to three days after observing the widow give her all. When the disciples were scolding this woman who gave extravagantly to Jesus, these disciples had a problem retaining lessons, didn't they? John 12 is actually a little bit more specific about what was going on at this moment in verses four and five. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples who was intending to betray Jesus said, why was the perfume not sold for 300 denarii and given to poor people? The disciples looked at this as a waste. They felt moral outrage at the loss of monetary gain. Judas, who was in charge of the check Book scripture tells us he had already embezzled some of the funds, he had dollar signs lighting up in his greedy green eyes. Judas wasn't interested in helping the poor, he just wanted to get his hands on the money. The disciples mistakenly believe that they know the mind and the heart of Christ on this issue and speak up for him. The disciples start their barrage of criticism against a principle and end by slicing and dicing a person made in the image of God. She's doing her very best to serve him and to love him. And yet in verse five, it tells us that they were scolding her. Some translations say criticizing her sharply. In the original Greek, the word used here is the same word as is used to describe the snorting of horses. Criticism always tells me more about the critic than it does about the person being criticized. See, criticism will always expose your motives. Don't ever judge or criticize someone who is giving liberally, who's giving extravagantly to the Lord. Truly great people never criticize. They only speak with the heart and and the mind of Jesus. Never confuse wisdom with criticism. True wisdom is never critical. Never confuse your opinion with wisdom. Our opinions, sadly, are critical. We're snorting like horses. Great people don't criticize, scold, or condemn others based upon their opinions. Verses six and seven. But Jesus said, let her alone. Why do you bother her? She's done a good deed to me for you always have the poor with you. And whenever you wish you can do good to them, but you do not always have me. Did you know that Jesus will always defend the person who gives out of pure love and gratitude? Jesus is saying, You'll always have the poor with you. You can do good to them at any time. But Mary has the timely compassion that the disciples lack. What the disciples said was wasteful, Jesus deemed as beautiful. The essence of worshiping Christ is to regard him with the utmost love, respect, and devotion. The essence of worshiping Christ is to sacrifice to him what is most precious to you. Verses eight and nine. These are the words of Jesus describing the sacrifice of this woman. She has done what she could. She has anointed my body beforehand for the burial. Truly, I say to you, wherever the gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be spoken of in memory of her. This type of ointment, this nard was used to anoint the bodies of the dead. At this time in history, they had no embalming fluid. And so this nard covered the stench of death. Jesus was going to die as a criminal, and only criminals' bodies were denied anointing with the aloes, spices, and perfume after they died. And so this woman's act of love saved him from the disgrace of the stench of a criminal's death. Her unselfish act would be remembered forever, It's true because I'm teaching about her today. This one simple woman, quiet yet filled with devotion, so loved Jesus that she considered no sacrifice too great. Our love for Jesus should always be extravagant. It should be nothing if it's not extravagant. See, this is what I've come to realize. Ordinary acts just don't express my devotion for him. I must show my love for him in extraordinary ways. And another thing I learned from this story is that we should never criticize someone who's giving their all for the sake of Christ. This act of love that has spanned centuries teaches not only women, but all of us, how to extravagantly give to our Savior. Great people never think about how little they can decently give and get away with it. A truly great person's one desire is to give to the uttermost. When great people give all they have to give, they still wonder, was that gift too small? I learned from this woman that sometimes giving involves a breaking Or a shattering, but it's with the breaking that the fragrance will begin. When the nard was whole, when it was in the alabaster vial, when it was contained, there was no fragrance. But when it was broken, the fragrance filled the entire house. And the fragrance of this lovely deed has lasted 2,000 years. I believe that God is keeping a record of every good deed we've ever done, every smile we've given, every seed we've planted, every gift we've given. Are you living to to only get? Remember our Greek word lambano, Or are you living to give, to dito me, to give? You make a living by what you make, but you make a great life by what you give. When we give, I believe we get God's attention and he will pour out his favor on your life. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. If you think being a great person is just about giving money, you've missed the whole point. It's, it's about resources and finances partially. It's about possessions partially, but it's really about our heart attitudes, about sowing our time, about giving of ourself to help somebody else. Listen, if you have a rebellious child, go teach Sunday school. If you're depressed, smile at somebody. If you're sick, Go pray for the sick. If you need to be happy, sow a seed of happiness in somebody else's life. If you need a job, go volunteer at the church. Be a giver, not a taker. Stay filled with joy and sow a seed today. You'll experience power if you're a giver. You'll experience the prestige, the greatness of servanthood if you're a giver. You will experience the blessing of the family name if you are a giver. Great people from every generation in history have extravagantly given be careful what kingdom you aspire to be a part of. Do you really want to join your life with the kingdom of selfishness, of grasping, of holding onto, of snorting like a horse, of pretentious peacocks on parade? Or do you want to be remembered like the widow who sacrificially gave and like the woman who served Jesus in the most beautiful way possible? but the greatest among you shall be your servant. Whoever exalts himself shall be humbled and whoever humbles himself shall be exalted. If you want to be one of the great people at this time in history who personally experiences God's preeminent blessings, you will serve and you will give. There are no shortcuts to greatness. There's only one way to greatness, by being a giver. Thank you for joining me today on A Jolt of Joy. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I'd like to encourage you to visit my website at www.justjoyministries.com. It is my passion to help people live an abundant life through the power and principles found only in the Word of God. You can contact me at carol at justjoyministries.com. And as always, know that I am praying for you today.